You're listening to the Ecological Podcast, all about our positive partnerships with horses and other animals through work and play. Your hosts are Rebecca Bayliss from Little Green Stables and Kate Blackmore from Ecological Positive Partnerships. Did you know, Becky, that we have a (laughs) Patreon site? Do we, Kate? We do! Oh, I love our Patreon site. I may be a little bit biased, but I think it's pretty awesome. Frickin' awesome! (laughs) So do you know what kind of content we have in there? Tell us. Go on, I'll tell you. So we have Forage Fridays, Muscle Mondays. We have all the sessions that you have with Trudy recorded and on there. All the behind the scenes stuff. The visits that I go do, for example, working with feral donkeys and how we get around that. All our workarounds, warts and all. Yeah. It's all there. Behaviour. Behaviour. We have forage. We have different species that we work with. We have... Fun little videos that we create on how to make herbal teas and stuff. Yeah, we have anatomy. We have enrichment ideas. Oh, there's tons. There is tons. There's lots and lots. And anybody that we interview as well, that goes on Patreon, doesn't it? Because you actually get to see their face. Yeah. On Zoom. Yeah. yeah. So our Shauna videos on there. Yeah. Absolutely. Our Heather Moffat one. Jesse Samson, Dr. Did you Emily Kisson is going on there. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to the top of the Patreon page and you can just search by the categories. So you can have training or targeting or stationary targeting. Loading. Loading. Loads of different stuff on there. It is only £8.33 a month. Yeah, for our Patreon site, which I think for the amount of content we get is great. And we have such a lovely group of patrons, but we want more people over, don't we? We We want to get the discussion started more. We do. And also our patrons will always get exclusive first choice to the events that we are holding and our CPD days. And they're in there too, actually, aren't they? They are. They are. We've got feature-length movies about feet and, and gut, gut biomes. Yeah, I know. Very so good. much content. So how can we get on... How can you find us on Patreon? Well, what you can do is just search for Little Green Stables and you will find it. And often, with our social media posts, we're linking into that Patreon site. So you can just find one of our social media posts too. Or just Google Patreon Little Green Stables. Hello, Kate. Hello, Becky. <laughs> this is weird because we're in person, which we haven't been for weeks. In for person. I think months. I think it is months, and we're sat in your house, and your door's just opened by itself. Dun, dun, dun. I think we'll see a sagey at the moment. <laughs> he wants to be involved. So I've come to visit your new place. I know. And have lunch. I know. Amazing. And a little bit of Prosecco. A little bit of Prosecco. Why not? God, we're such rebels, aren't we? We are. we are. Actually, the weather's really shitty, isn't it? It's really horrible here. And actually, that's really good because that's the topic well, of our podcast. <laughs> I don't know whether it's really good. We 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 were thinking about what to talk about and it's been so dry and cold in the UK and actually that's been quite good for training but then March has come and it's just been wet and dreary and last week we had snow so we kind of I really struggle to train in the weather when it's like this because I've got to fit everything else in and so we thought ah why don't we just do a mini podcast about what activities what behaviors what What can you do what can you do and is it important to do stuff as well and all that kind of stuff as well because you know we don't want ever you don't have 
to do well, depending on your horse's management i guess is the number one thing if you have a horse that is stabled because of the bad weather then you do need to ideally be doing some even if it's just 10 minutes of enrichment just imagine it's like your dog and you don't take them out for a walk you still need to do something with them don't you like because especially if they're stuck in if there's flooding if there's snow or anything like that and they are stuck in that is a really important time to I actually find it quite bizarre that we don't have that mentality with the horses so like you've just said linked it to the dog you can't walk your dog so and most people will walk their dog in adverse weathers won't they most people but you know with your horses if they're stabled you just expect them to be okay with nothing it's kind of that's really weird that we kind of that's the default isn't it it's that's really strange and and i and also i don't want to put pressure on people to train because sometimes in this weather you just want to get in and out and in again you just you don't want to sometimes that can reflect in your training like that pressure to get it done and then it all goes wrong definitely (laughs) but also you might have horses that are struggling with the high winds that don't like the cold wet weather that might struggle in the snow that's a really really good point actually and something sorry to interrupt Mm. but um considering the equine senses and so things like if it is high winds your horse is more likely to be on high alert because one of its senses hearing will be um it was give me a word impaired impaired thank you i was gonna (laughs) say improvised and i was like that is not right right." so impaired so they are more likely to be heightened and that isn't a good time to train no it isn't and also you've got to find safe areas to train as well because if you are going to train in the arena and there's trees you know flapping around and a branch that's squeaking away you know make sure that it is it is and it is safe to train but also i find when i'm training in this weather the need for the other horses to have the other horses around Mm -hmm. so normally if we have dry conditions or warm conditions or settled conditions i can pull either Reggie or Rum out of the field and leave the, all the others in the field and they don't care. Mm. But in the situations that we've got at the moment, they really want to know where their herd is, mm. which is, you know, and I think it is because of those senses. They mm. need to know where their, their safety net is, their family almost. So, and also again, about your horse. So we have noticed that Rum is better in consistent training. Mm. So you do get horses that are quite happy having yeah. three months off or a month off or a week off, and you get the same horse every time. Sage is now just wrecking the kitchen, but you get you get the is same horse. Is he? Oh, bless him. You get the same horse every time. It doesn't seem to make a difference whether you've left them a week or three months or however. Yeah, yeah. But with Rum, we notice a deterioration in his concentration and his just connection for want of a better word if we don't train every day yeah or every other day or if you know i mean i don't always have time to train every day so i think this podcast was to say you know don't put the pressure on yourself but if you have only got a few minutes these are some ideas yeah that and, you can you can have a go at and i like to think i guess uh, we're thinking more along enrichment rather than training but it's a really important step because you can use enrichment as part of your training to achieve goals that you want to achieve. So if you have certain things that you want to do with your horse, um, think about how you could elicit that behavior 
or train that, but not actually in training, <laughs> but within a um, okay. enrichment setting. Okay, for Give example, example, so we'll have a listener who will know what I'm talking about now, um, who I've been working with. So for example, I say- I you can give her a shout out. I can she give Vicky it. B. Hi, Vicky B. Vicky <laughs> B, if you're listening, get your homework in. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been working with lovely Vicky B and she has a new horse. And you know, this is a great time for her to be getting to know about Bess and knowing who Bess is, but also the other horses as well. Because, um, you know, if you have got a horse that you received and you think maybe they were a bit shut down or something, you can actually use enrichment to help get there first. And I would say it's probably a better stepping stone to, to the training rather than just going in for training. So things like that, you know, you can really gauge that by putting an object for them to seek out and just observing, do they seek it out? Because that will give you so much information. If they don't seek it out, you've most likely got a very shut down horse and there's a lot of work to be done there. So we had this with a racehorse topper that happened. Um, I put a little comb with a nugget underneath and he wouldn't even sniff it out. So I knew there was like so much work that we had to do to get him out of that state of being shut down so it's about observing how your learner learns and what things well not yeah know. yeah so it's observing that so say you've got a horse that isn't interested in that you can observe that and go right okay before i can't even do any training with this horse right now because the horse isn't even going to seek out the target mm -hmm. yeah mm. so then we'd look at the seeking system and then we go okay well we need to get that seeking system working better because mm. it's comp been compromised maybe mm. that's because of trauma management or whatever mm. so how do we get that seeking system working and then that's when we you know if you've got a shutdown horse be like really like carrots and apples a good like chuck them around the bed mm. let them search them out which we've talked about before that just starts the seeking system does not disappear it just works at a really low level. So you can't lose your seeking system, but it can also not be engaged if it's not being used. Do you know, I heard this is not really relevant, but it is a little bit relevant. I heard it was Mr. B said to me the other day, he said, do you know that if you're, we were talking about somebody and it's one of our people that live near us. And when she walks, you can tell it's her because it's really slow. And he said, people that are depressed walk really slow. Apparently, that's a thing. They can walk really slow. That now, would I make don't sense know whether that is a thing or not. But I'm wondering whether, like you were saying about the seeking system, is that they've still got a seeking system, but it's just working on a slow drive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It makes just, you feel really. It's not heightened because you're not for the creating. Horse, not for the human. And it's more because the fact that the dopamine isn't there, isn't present. Because with a seeking system, is what we use to get that production of yes. dopamine. So it's kind of a, a difficult thing. So the key thing for me is always thinking about, okay, how can I get some dopamine into your system? How can we do that? But also that will look different for every horse because what you may think is getting a dopamine into a horse's system for a shutdown horse, if it is also unconfident and has been through trauma, that could be very aversive. So it yes. has to be done in a really but, gentle but way. But also you might have, so that we're talking that that's about the shutdown horse, but say we take a horse like Finn, who was gifted to me last year, he's not shut down, but he's not an independent thinker mm. because of management. Yeah. Yeah, around humans. He's very independent in his herd. He knows, you know, he does, he is very much, um, so if I always kind of, it's, it's just a weird analogy, but say my herd is a rock band, he wouldn't be the lead singer. No. Do you know what I mean? Well, he, 
Run, Run would, would be, be the lead, lead singer. singer, but he and he would. Flan the guitarist. Flan, I think, and and pro Flan probably the guitarist. I think Jim Maybe would be drum, on drums. Sure, Jim <laughs> and I think Archie would be on like a little like ta tambourine. Yeah, and I think Finn would be <laughs> with the other Archie. Side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he's that kind of character in the band, if you like. And so he's not shut down like we're talking about trauma mm. shut down, but he, as a horse, when he was with his human that rode him. He was very well behaved. He didn't, um, he just did his job. Do you and think he, that's because he was told, no, I don't want you to, I don't want to do that. And it was very much like there was no, he was never encouraged to independently solve problems. Yes, I think it was something that she probably had no idea existed. Mm, yeah. And um, part of that world, she just had the horse that did those things. So that was it. And he is a very well behaved horse. Uh, I don't think through trauma. I think he just is that type of personality mm. that would do what he's asked of him, you know, mm. without any any um, sort of throwback as such. He'd just give in. Mm. He's that character. So when we've done the scent work with him before, we've noticed how 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 much he is dependent on the human when there's human yes, horse interactions. Right, he doesn't want to walk forward no, by himself. He but can... then again, he would never has he ever been taught that has no he ever... but he's not shut down so it's not so what i'm yeah. saying is it's not just about the shutdown horses it's also so, about independent learning which leans leads back to when we talk about you know the different types of training and learning theory and stuff it just goes back to say if they have been trained through excessive negative reinforcement and punishment maybe a little bit of positive reinforcement you know usually what you're going to see is unconfident horses that aren't offering behaviors because of the way in mm. which they've been trained mm. as well so you know how do you open that up and explain to them mm. like this mm. is okay but enrichment is again it's your a really stepping good stone way. before the train because the training could just be mm. over phase them too much but he he looks he he will look for signals from you to say it's okay yeah all the yeah, time. yeah he's always checking yeah in he, he's always checking in he's always saying is this what you'd like me to do can i can i come in here you know he's mm. one of those rather than rum who's like i'm here and do you think you know. he experiences stress in those situations so for example say we had the arena or the yard or whatever and you put like a couple of treats under a football cone or two do you think that he would go and he would find that stressful because he's conflicted whether to go for it and he's not sure what you want and no i don't think he'd find it stressful i think he'd find it confusing and i think there's a difference i think some horses would find it stressful and reg may find that situation mm. stressful because he has history around food which he struggles with but finn doesn't have that finn would just be confused about what the rules were yeah like what are what because what, it because he's come from that world where humans mean rules yeah um not not that you know mm. and 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 the rules are you you wait until i tell you what to do yeah. you know so i don't think it's stress it might be a and little bit level of stress but i think it would be more I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. And I think if you went straight onto positive reinforcement training with Finn and went, okay, well, you know, you get to decide now, it might blow his mind and not actually be a positive mm. experience for him. But what you could do instead, okay, let's take the football cones again, football cones with treats underneath. You could lead him to those football cones the first couple of times. And then you could just kind of ever so slightly just make that lead rope longer and longer. And he should, the more you do it, 
with you on lead row should anticipate that's what you're doing yeah. and actually if you repeat it enough times i don't think it would take him long because he does love his food and i, I don't i think actually that'd be a really nice activity for him to do but i don't think it would take him long to do that but i suppose from my point of view i don't i don't i'm actually going to be honest i don't train with finn because i don't have time i've got two horses that i train with and i and, and, you have and to consider the the toll on him yeah and he is retired and he is basically just the 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 triangle payer in the band yeah and that's all he needs to be he doesn't yeah. need to worry about it but i think so i think you can you can talk about like the horse like vicky b's horse and i would say that vicky b is a patreon so very much thank you vicky for your support um she's also a friend because we've spent a lot of time with on well we've been on other courses with her and stuff and she's also a massage student that needs to get her homework in yeah. but <laughs> but um but um yeah so vicky's obviously gone and got a new horse which is slightly different to finn but then you obviously have the horses that are in training and are and i'm, I'm uh, yeah i know we and don't always have I think most of our audience is um, positive reinforcement based, but we do have other people that listen too. Um, but there are lots you can do in those wet, muddy, cold, horrible times if you've just got five minutes to train mm. some stuff. And mm -hmm. it's actually a really good, I'm going to say a Trudy thing now, it's a really good way to collect data. Yeah. <laughs> because I've noticed over the last few weeks of this vile weather that we've had that I've been. I've been looking into the husbandry pages, yeah. just checking in with them, seeing where the boys are. Mm. And so interesting how, I mean, I know Reg and Rum are extremely different and I know that their learning is different and they've been trained with different people and their learning styles, their personalities, everything, very, very different. But really interesting how um, easy Rum finds some things and mm. tricky he finds others. And then I've got the opposite with Reg almost. Yeah. Um, so, but we're working on the husbandry, so we're working on um, we're working on hoof handling, syringe work. How have they been on that then? So since you've left it and you've well, hoof handling, they're, they're both of them are uh, at, at fab at picking their feet up. I don't. I just have to. I, I say I, I point to their foot and say leg, and they lift it. That's yeah. not a problem. Picking out the feet is not a problem. That's fine. But what I <laughs> we did think reg had an abscess brewing he doesn't but and thank god he doesn't because i'm gonna have to do some training yeah. around this because putting his foot in a bucket he i thought i just assumed again which is really bad of me but i just assumed he'd do it because he's quite like he's good with the fly spray do you know mm. you know i just thought oh bucket of water he'd be able to do it freaked absolutely mm. freaked out and um so i need to go back to basics with that and i will be doing that with trudy and that will be on patreon but um as where Rum will put his foot in a bucket all day. Yeah, <laughs> stand of course there. He <laughs> just stand there with his foot in a bucket, going, Do you want me to smile while I'm doing it? I'm like, No, we're trying to quit that behavior. We're trying to extinguish that. Thank you. Because he keeps doing the yes and the smile. Yeah. Nod in his head. It's resurged. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, I <laughs> go, He's such a loon. And so, so Rum's fine with that. But Rum, really interestingly, Reg. No, no. Rum. rum is fine with putting his foot in the in the bucket of water. Reg isn't, so we've got to start that from scratch. But rum, interestingly, is fine with fly spray if it's got water in it. As soon as you switch it to fly spray, he walks off. The smell. Must I must be? And I've tried different fly sprays, and he does it every time. You water, he's fine. Change it to like a eucalyptus or a homemade. It just walks off. What does he do? What it walks off? It walks off. He's he's saying no. 
he's walk, he just walks off. And what if you spray it in your hands first, away, and it's then fine. put it on it's him? It's fine if I put it on a brush and brush it. Yeah. It's so weird. So what is that? The sensation of it on the skin or is it the yeah, smell? I don't know. It's just really strange. And I don't clever, know. And clever. Well, it's pissing me off quite frankly <laughs> because it's like you're fine with water I or I think you're fine with water yeah. but maybe you're not fine with water yeah. but clearly I never thought that upping the game by adding the actual fly spray would mean no I let you also mentioned um syringes so syringes rum is fine with syringes so rum like actually I think quite enjoys the syringe yeah. I mean you know guys you've seen him turn the tap on he tips the buckets over when we have the really when we have those lovely heat waves we put a hose pipe um fan on yeah and he goes under it he's he loves water he's yeah. not a problem with the water at all but um so i can syringe water a whole big syringe of water in his mouth and he's like mm -hmm, give me more um i can use um yeah i've only used water to be fair because i we did use apple juice but we've gone back to water because i want it to be bland yeah um but reg no so that's an interesting one so this is one you could do so you could think about your worming because worming can become quite a problem because you know obviously if we have to do it regularly they become very savvy and what happens is the head goes up in the air and it becomes very difficult to do things so this is a really nice one to do because it doesn't involve any training at the moment when you first start it off so you know you use your syringe we do say you know you can put whatever you want in that syringe depending on your horse um and we carry it really low when we're doing it so it's really important that we don't lift it up because we don't want to encourage the horse we want to encourage the horse's head to come towards it right and keep it low and down because as well you know i do believe personally that you know there's this congruency between body posture and mental state so if you encourage them with their head low through polyvagal through it kind of it gives the biofeedback to your brain mm -hmm. that this is a relaxed mm -hmm. position and so the brain starts also doing you want the horse to instigate the connection yes, don't you exactly. you don't want to just really go important point it at them you touch them with it yeah you want them to touch the syringe yeah that's yeah. the really hard thing because everybody wants to it's really hard like just keep it still keep I've it, there, done keep it, it there. i've done it i've done it i just put this in the corner of your mouth yeah you know i just touch the corner of your mouth and and it's been like yeah. oh you've moved your head away why yes <laughs> and that's the stage later but this one you know you can either walk into your field or you can go wherever your horse is keep it low and then the horse is going to smell that out especially if it's got carrot juice or something in it so the horse will smell that out and so i let like them smell it and then they kind of like take a break bring their head back away and they process it and then usually they'll come back to it and at that point i will let a little bit squirt out so they can actually like taste it and then my mouth might just only be just touching it you know but mm. the really um important thing is that you your intent and the way that you're doing it is a game and it's fun and we're just trying these different things in the syringe mm. and then later on you can move on to doing so that actually just water and, and, and then wormer and yeah. then all of that stuff what i will say though you've got to make sure you keep your ratios right so in order to not have the issue when you give the wormer for the horse then not to take 
a syringe with apple mm. juice in afterwards you really it's like positive reinforcement trait you've got to build up that bank of positivity mm. first mm. so regularly be giving that really good stuff mm. so you've got enough in your good bank that that one <laughs> worming isn't yeah. bad enough yeah. and maybe i like to take out two syringes and follow that up with a juice or something yeah yeah to help get that taste out and then you should be all right we're carrying on with your syringing through mm, juice mm. and then the odd like one time out of however many times it will be a wormer mm. so and that yeah. kind of helps no that's a good point and i i think for me at the moment i'm kind of gathering the data as judy would say to kind of go we've done all this stuff we've done all this training but we haven't done it since i mean picking up feet obviously we do a lot but you kind of move on to doing other things don't you and you forget the husbandry stuff and actually for just a couple of minutes a day those are really quick and easy things to do yeah. that don't take very long but it also lets you know where the horse actually is with it because i think sometimes as you train it a lot maybe they get just a little bit not you know i hate to say it but maybe they just get a little bit shut down with it mm. with that training mm. so when you leave it for say six months and all of a sudden you start bringing out the fly spray and you've got a horse you thought was great with fly spray now isn't yeah well were they actually great with fly spray yeah or yeah, were yeah. they just habituated to it assenting to it assenting to it yes so i've been doing that but you literally in the stable can do anything you can mm. tack up you can take tack off you can yeah, do body you targeting can, uh, you can actually, do stretches a, you can you know from a physio point of view and i would say from a touch point of view but you will have a different one is you know there is no harm in just doing a quick touch session with your horse mm -hmm. Just to see, has anything changed? Is anything different? Are you are, are you worried about this area? Why are you worried about this area? You know, just to kind of like have that check in. Yeah, before you go into, you know, it depends how muddy your horses are because mine are real mud monsters. So mm. if I was going to do any palpation just to check for lumps mm. and bumps or cuts or grazes or anything, you know, I mean minor because mm. you you would see them, wouldn't you? But um, mine will have to be groomed first because yeah. they're filthy but even just going but in with some grooming. hay and grooming exactly is part of a well it's you're very if you're close mindful, to them, if you and this is it the mindfulness when you're doing these things are so important because there is so much information they're giving us and we do miss it a lot so even just spending 10 mindful minutes grooming your horse and noticing are they weight shifting away mm, from you in mm. certain areas are they uh you have a hay net have they suddenly stopped eating in a certain area what are their reactions like and what does that mean for your horse yeah yeah i mean and, and literally if you've just got the stable or you've just got a part of the barn or you've just got five minutes there's so much you can train so you know if you if you just want to work on head collar on head collar off that's, yeah you know, exactly just body targeting and, and those kinds of one. things if you've been doing like something like head collar work with your horse because maybe your horse has always had the head collar on but then gets tacked up to get ridden so he finds that head collar trigger or puts his head up and stuff you know doing little bits of that training and then not being in that outcome so we are just going to put the head collar on and take it off like that go really goes towards your training mm. as well the mm. not doing mm. is so anything you're working on you know you can kind of you know use that as a yeah definitely and i think that it's good to 
it's good to I put the bridle on and the saddle on with Reg and sometimes we'll we'll tack up and we go round the arena in hand come out and take the tack off and he looks at me as if to say was that it and I'm like yeah because I've only got five minutes but I just wanted to do it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it, it's really interesting how he kind of looks at me and, and actually we did it the other day and he didn't I felt bad because he didn't want to leave the arena he was almost like no I need to I haven't finished and I was like well, I'm so sorry I have and so I ended with a carrot stretch which mm. means he gets a carrot because normally Reg just gets hay cobs mm. because we don't tend to give him carrots because Willie comes out and he gets very foody yeah. but I kind of got the fact that he was he was not ready to finish and that can be quite hard when we've only got a few minutes so I said you know what we'll do a carrot stretch because then I know you've done your stretches mm. and you've ended on something really nice yeah. you know and um and he doesn't, I'm lucky with him that he doesn't look for that every time. Mm. But he does sometimes when I'm picking his feet up, he tries to do the head between the knees and give me that <laughs> carrot stretch. Oh. No, I'm asking for your feet. But yeah, if you've got five minutes, if the weather's awful, if you want to train or you want to observe, then husbandry things are really good. Boggy targeting are really good. Just, or just spend some time doing some grooming mm. and, and playing with a bit of equipment, whatever. Anything Even, like, else just going of. out and, like, breaking some branches off some trees, and especially if you snow. Like, I, I so one of our Equiscolors provider, bless her, she's in North Dakota, and it is just, they can't even get out of the house. It is that oh. bad. And they're in the middle of nowhere. And just like, you know, just providing a bit Are of... Are there horses in big barns? Mm, there are big barns, and, yeah, it's mm. like, um, it's a bit like Yellowstone, but not harsh. Okay. <laughs> um but you know, just yeah, just doing stuff like that will put some waters out that different flavoured waters mm. and stuff as well. Yeah. The snow is a pain, isn't it? I mean, we had a we had a day of snow here and like lots of people are like, Oh, I love it, you're so lucky. No. <laughs> no, I hate it. We didn't get it, it was just rainy. Here. I know it's awful to say and a bit bar humbug, but if you've got animals, it just makes it so hard know, to do anything. And it does set back when when you've got these things you want to do. But I think Having this time, hopefully we're going to have summer. Well, the time this podcast comes out, it's going to be really nice and sunny. <laughs> yeah. And you guys will all be like, well, we're walking in the about? woods and we're all doing our training in the arena. And we'll be like, oh, yeah, we've talked a load of rubbish. But <laughs> if you have just got those few minutes, you know, just observing and, and making note and learning who the members of your band are or just have some fun with or that. Or even training. just be with them. And I know you say that. anything. I know, but... I know. But this is about when you've got limited time. Kate. Yeah, but still, that still puts good stuff in the bank, not doing anything. It so does. going in. So if you do a lot of stuff with your horse, maybe your horse feels like you're always asking stuff of you. Maybe and that is every, true. they know every time you come along, we're going to be doing something. So why not just go in there and not do it? Have a cup of tea and read a book in there. Do, do you know nothing. what? The, 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 the problem I have with that is, firstly, I don't have the time. But anyway. And you're a doer. I, I, I know. But I would go in with like a book and Rum would be like, come on, come on, yeah. come on. And then I'd feel like I'm, I'm, what's that word? Ex yeah. Yeah. So I'm frustrating you, him. Yeah. I think rum's a slightly different kettle of fish. I don't think maybe it would suit for rum, but Reg, it would. Reg, it would, definitely. Reg definitely needs me to just be a bit of wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. As where rum would be like, come on then, let's go. So it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because you don't want to frustrate them by 
mm. you not doing anything. But for example, with Reg, if you could get him in that state where he is not expecting and not looking, because at first he'll look to you like, do you want me to do? Do you want? Once he figures it out, mm. he might find that a lot. It that might really help your training. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We're well, about we're about to run out of time. We are. But I think that was a great podcast. That was a great a short one. You have a short and sweet one. You guys haven't heard. We've... No. But that's because we're busy. It is busy having fun. So we will be back next week with something random probably. Um, so until then, we will catch you guys later. Bye. If you'd like to make contact with either Kate or myself, you can contact us via Facebook, we are Little Green Stables or Ecological Positive Partnerships, or you can check me out, Becky, on my website, www.littlegreenstables.com. We'd really like to make our podcast interactive, so if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss, then that would be great. So send us a message either via our website or via our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube channels. Thanks. Bye-bye.